Sunday morning. I had to set an alarm <laughs> on a Sunday, which is, I kind of feel like that should be against the rules. But to make sure I talk to you before golf and to go golf, setting the alarm is worth it. And hopefully, since I like to practice what I preach, hopefully this getting up early stuff will help me get back in my routine a little. Um, and routine's crucial to recovery, in my humble opinion. So, we're going to start out with today's meditation and then I'm going to I'm going to rant a little bit, I think. I don't know if rant's the right word, but I'm going to share my opinion on some stuff. All right, here goes. Friends are treasures by Horace Bronze. Valuing our friends, we come to value ourselves. Accepting and enjoying the goodness of special people in our lives is an adventure in getting to know the depth of our own hearts. Friends teach us about our own capacity to care for and love other human beings. We stretch our own goodness by listening to a troubled friend when we're tired. We grow when we go out of our way to give a friend a ride when their car breaks down. We cherish another and ourselves when we find a card to send on an anniversary. We learn acceptance when we love others in spite of their failings and remind them of their special value when they feel guilty or down. For many of us, being vulnerable and receiving friendship may be the best give we, gift we can give. It can also be the most difficult. As with other problems in recovery, though, we find patience can be the solution. When we extend our patience and tolerance to others, we find a new inner calm and serenity, and we feel more worthy of love. Learning to be a friend is a two-way street that challenges us to love and to let others love and care for us. Today, let me enjoy the wonder of friendship. I'm not sure I would have equated some of the attributes that we learn or work on by being in relationships with friends, how they would have applied to recovery. So this reading is pretty eye-opening as far as that goes. I hadn't thought of it that way. The, the vision that popped in my head wasn't so much friends I went back to when I was in impatient and, you know, not everybody was, not everybody was my cup of tea. And I remember having to build patience and understanding that, you know, we were different. And that's what that, that's what that reading gave up to me. And also the fact that I'm so fortunate that I have so many friends from, when I was you well, when I was gambling till now, like my friendships didn't really change. Now it could be because gambling's a very isolating disease. You know, you're at the casino, you're not really socializing. But still looking back and as I go further on my journey of recovery, I know what a jerk I was or how I was, you know, how I was different and the fact that some of my friends are still around and put up with me is it's pretty remarkable, actually, and I'm very grateful for that. I have a lot of a lot of good ones. I mean, like double and triple decades. I hate saying that because that means I'm in my 40s now, but 
there's uh, so many of my friendships I've had since I was a teenager and there's some that, you know, we've disconnected and thank you social media because I get to speak with my friends from high school, you know, frequently, maybe not every day and, and FaceTime extremes, but at least I get to keep a pulse on them and know what's going on and we could check in and support each other. So that's my friendship part. I, I like that. Okay, so here's what is weighing on my mind. So I'm in a bunch of, of gambling recovery addiction groups on Facebook. And I traditionally put a question out in the day in my groups. I don't, I don't really do it so much in the rooms. Each room has their own admin, and I don't try to step on their toes. I, I did do a couple conversation starters yesterday, though. And what I'm about to explain didn't just happen yesterday. It just happens in the world of recovery, I'm guessing. I just, I don't know why I'm so dialed into it. Maybe it's nothing and maybe it's the fact that writing, you know, text doesn't sound the same as maybe a person's real voice. Here's my thinking. If somebody is in a in a social media room where you don't know all the facts, I would think and I would like to and I hope to always you know, treat the person with with kindness. If it's a advice question, you know, if I was soliciting advice, I guess this is just me. I think we should talk in in terms of ourselves. You know, like the shrinks teach us on TV. Um, I am feeling, or this worked for me. I find it really interesting, and and I don't know if this is just because we're addicts in nature and and. We're just I, I, I people. But when someone comes at me with a you need to or you should or there's this this tone like they're the only authority. And I've seen this. I've seen this across a lot of social media. And again, maybe I'm reading it wrong. Maybe it's it's the tone. Maybe I'm a little too dialed into some of my courses right now. You know, like Tony Robbins was talking about the power of language. So using positives versus negatives, for example. So maybe it's the same kind of thing. Instead of saying I can relate to this, it being a you should do this. I I feel like it's... um. It's a reflection of our own recovery when we act like that. It's almost, in my mind, like a dry drunk, right? You could be abstinent, but it doesn't mean that you're working on your personal development or maybe your character defects are bossiness or know-it-allness. <laughs> you know, uh, maybe you're not doing the work in recovery and that's how you still come across as whatever the right verbs are for a dry drunk gambler would it be it wouldn't be a dry gambler an abstinent gambler so my point is well I have two points abstinence and recovery are two totally different things in my opinion and again you might have your own opinion so it's important that I recognize that too but for me abstinence is not using the drug of choice and a Recovery is looking inside and doing the work and the drug of choice, the gambling, the alcohol, the the ex-boyfriend, the whatever, um, 
all that becomes less important because you're growing past it or you're you're building your toolbox and and it doesn't become as important anymore. So I think it's the abstinent people that may tend to I don't want to say lash out. That's not the right word. That come across this way. Maybe. I don't know. I'm going to I'm going to keep paying attention to this cuz it's intriguing to me. I just I think it's important that for me that I just keep working on trying to be a good human being, being mindful of how I say things so that it, it's never going to be perfect. Somebody's going to always receive me the not the way I meant it um, or maybe they're having a bad day. So even if they understood my meaning, they're defensive, whatever. I'm guilty of it. You know, there's days I'm just like, ah. But my recovery is teaching me sleep on it or, you know, don't don't speak to it because it's no different than the big shotism in the casino. Right. If we're on a recovery thread and we have to have the last word and be the one who's always right. Well, how is that any different than, you know, I have the most free credits and, you know, the casino calls me by name and blah, blah, blah. You know, it's the same kind of thing. It has to do with our ego. And don't get me wrong. Ego's good. But having that pompous, I don't know. I would think that was a character defect, to put it in our step four terms. Okay, I went past the clock and I got to get ready to go. I will bid you farewell for now. I will talk to you this evening. I hope everybody has a great day. Drink your water and do something good for yourself. Reward yourself. Even if you did it yesterday, reward yourself again. All right, have a great day.